turbulent times call for clear-headed insight. That's hard to come by these days, especially on TV. That's where we come in. Salem News Channel has the greatest collection of conservative minds all in one place. People you know and trust, like Dennis Prager, Eric Metaxas, Charlie Kirk, and more. Unfiltered, unapologetic truth. Find what you're searching for at snc.tv and on Local Now Channel 525. Welcome back, everybody, to Hour 2 of Southern California Live. Scott Furrow here, your host. It's great to be with you today. And, you know, on days like today, the idea of being with you and with each other, it matters so much because one of the greatest blessings we have is that however bad things are, we are to be with each other, and God wants to be with us. God wants to be with you. That's something we miss sometimes through through the Scripture, but it's a theme from Genesis 1 all the way to the end, end of Revelation. God wants to be with you. The creator of the universe, your creator, the all-powerful, mighty God, wants to be with you, and he wants to be with us, and we need him and we need him badly. And if you're a believer in Christ, then you believe that the Lord is is with us. Sometimes you ever pray, you know, Lord be with us today. It's a, an interesting prayer. I've tried not to pray that because um, the fact is that God already is with us. And the discipline, I think, is that we need to be made aware of God's presence. And that's how we should pray. And what we have been doing is responding to the day after the shooting, and uh, there's lots of different things we could talk about today, but I want to keep doing this because I've got a full rack of calls here, and some of you have been holding for a while, and I want to get to them. We're talking about lament, though, the place where we are today. We might share some thoughts about maybe we can do this, and maybe there's different things. That's coming, okay? But part of the discipline of lament is that it's okay to be sad, that biblically speaking, you need to take time to be sad, that in fact, if you want to solve the issue, we as a nation need to lament. We need to. It's a biblical discipline. That's why 70 Psalms talk about lament. 30 chapters in Job are about lament. The book of Ecclesiastes is a book of lament. We have a whole book, Lamentations, where Jeremiah laments about the destruction of Israel and the turning from God. That's something for us to lament because something that we know is that our nation has turned from God. And even in these moments, we know we need to be penitent somewhere. We seem to have lost the direction of where to of where to be penitent, of where we should kneel, and it really really matters. Um, whenever you have something go on in your life, it's important to stop and realize Psalm forty two Psalm one forty two. I cry aloud to the Lord. I lift up my voice to the Lord for mercy. I pour out before Him my complaint. Before Him I tell my trouble. See, this is part of lament. Um, think about this for a minute, that you take time to pour out before God your complaint. The first thing you do is you take time to be sad. The second thing that you do in lament is you take time for questions that you may not be able to answer, and you take time to pour out your complaint to God. You know, the thing is about God is God is worthy of your lament. God is worthy of your lament. You know what? Your, your social media is not that worthy of your lament. You're probably not helping too many people with the different things we're posting. You might be. 
If you're directing them to Christ, you might be. That's really how you should use your social media right now is point people to Christ. Forget about the gun arguments. Forget about lots of different things. Point people to Christ. Direct them to pray for these families, to mourn with the people who are directly affected and involved, all of those people. I think that's a good use for your social media. What we want to be able to do is be a people of hope in a time that's really seems so hopeless. And we are a people of hope because we have a living Savior. Don't take your eye off of that. This is a hard day. It's been a hard day for me. All day, it's a hard day for me. Conversations with people calling me up, what do I do? How do I feel about, you know, I have those emotions too. What we want to do today is take a little time to talk about this. And there's a bunch of calls that are holding over. Some of you are brand new. Some of you are holding over from the time before. 888-528-2557 is the number. 888-528-2557. Together, I want us to lament, and I want us to drive this conversation as we go through into why lament is necessary to lead us into solutions. Everybody is saying, politicians are saying on the left and right, we've got to do something. This can't happen. Why does this happen again? And we say this every time. This particular time, we are just so, again, devastatingly hurt. I think it's because it's kids. We see the violence, and violence is happening all the time. Just when it's little kids and all at the same time, it just hits us a certain way. If you're a parent, you know, for me, I had a I had an event I was the MC for last night. It was very late. I didn't get home till after 10. Uh, I didn't see my kids, and they were in bed. And I, I can't even tell you. I went into their – I go in their room every night right before I go to bed just to have it almost every night of their life. I've been able – I go into the room. Usually I don't wake them up. And, you know, when they're babies, I'm going in there to check if they're breathing. And I just get paranoid about that. And I go in there, and sometimes I'll just go in and make sure they're okay. Other times I'll just pray. Sometimes I'll whisper, I love you. I went in three times yesterday before I went to bed, and I wanted to wake them up and just hug them. I hugged them this morning. And I know that many of you did that. Many of you today walked your kids into school. Maybe you haven't done that for a long time, but we feel it. And it's all right to feel it. It's all right to be sad. It's all right to be afraid. It is not unmanly somehow to lament or be sad or be afraid if you're a guy. And as guys, I think we have a particular role to play here in these situations. It's usually young men who are doing this. It's usually the, this kind of violence is usually men. And we've got a role. And we need to be thinking about that with our kids and the time that we spend with them. Part of lament is to help us refocus on what is right before God, all right? I pour out my complaint before him I tell my trouble. When my spirit grows faint within me, it is you who watch over my way. We also need to trust that God is present and he's watching over me. In the path where I walk, people have hidden a snare for me. I look and see there is no one at my right hand. No one is concerned for me. I have no refuge. No one cares for my life. Now, that wasn't true of the psalmist, but that's how he felt, and it's all right to express that. Part of lament is expressing these things. I cry to you, Lord, verse 5, you are my refuge, my portion in the land of the living. Let me take your calls, and then we'll keep talking about uh, this. You've been waiting for a long time. Wanda from Los Angeles, you've been on hold a long time. Thanks for waiting, Wanda. Hi, Wanda. Thank you for holding for so long. Welcome to Southern California Live. Wanda? Are you with me, Wanda? Yes, I am. All right. Hi, Wanda. Thanks for holding for so long. Okay. Go Pardon? ahead. 
Go ahead. Thank you for holding for so long. You're talking to Scott Furrow on Southern California Live. Yes, I was just calling you. You know, we know it think that, you know, the devil is the devil and where he came from. But unfortunately, so many homes, you know, and homes of children are caught there. It's a very good battle. And my heart just goes at Because I, I do a lot of prison ministry with kids and, you know, all ages. So, Expresses that, you know, in the house, the need to be trained up like the Bible says. You can't, you can't uh, show everything goes. So much violence on TV, everybody has a gun, do what you want to do, with no consequences. But mm-hmm. a child doesn't understand if he is not taught that there's yeah. God to be, to be respected and feared, and there's a devil to be shot. <laughs> um, it's just a so sad that we we'll keep happening that, you know, a gun violence is something almost worship um, and thought to be something. Yeah. Wanda, I can't hear you too well, and I think I picked up, though, on what you're saying. And part of what you're saying is that we see so much violence on TV, and we're seeing it in the video games and elsewhere. And, you know, it's an. I had this discussion with somebody earlier today. Same kind of question is how much of this is driven by video games or the violence in movies and TV? And one of our thoughts was there's different studies about that. The studies usually say it, it impacts, but it tends to impact people who are headed that way anyway. It gives them ideas of how to do it. And, um, you know, that's something for us to lament. That's something for us to think about. As a society, what is, what is important to us? Uh, these days are happening too often. And as people from both sides of the aisle said today in different places, it's predictable that this will happen again and we will be shocked again and we will go through this again until we change. Part of lament is doing that and that change has got to be turning back toward God. 888-528-2557 is the number. We're lamenting the events of yesterday. 888-528-2557. Ruben from Covina, thank you for holding for so long. Uh, thank you for taking my call. You know, this really hit me to hit me in the core. I have a nine-year-old daughter, and I've been mm. thinking about this all day, yesterday, and today. And I don't understand why we don't secure our schools better. If you go to the Federal Reserve in downtown L.A., it's impossible to get in. Why is it so easy for a stranger to get into our schools and hurt our kids? But yet, we want to send $40 million to to Ukraine. But yet we have issues going on here, and you're right. We need to we need to do something different. We need to change, and we we need to keep up with the times. The times we're living in are different than 30 years ago, and we need to adapt to them. And we need to secure our schools a lot better than what we're doing now. Make it impossible for people to come in that don't belong there. Do you feel like when you drop your daughter off at school that you you look at the the property differently now that you look at the security issues? Oh, I, I see the security issues. They they have a chain link fence, but that could be climbed so easily. They have, they they they, they don't. I mean, it's it's secure just to a certain extent, but we need to lock them down. We need to keep people that don't belong in there. Keep them away from there. Make it impossible for them to get in. We secure our money, our Federal Reserve Bank. It's impossible to get in because there's money there. But yeah, we got more valuable treasures in in the schools than any money combined in the world could put together. 
So why yeah. are we not securing our kids the way we secure our money? We need to beef up our security in our schools. Yeah, I think uh, I think you make a great point there, Ruben. Thank you for calling and uh, calling in. That's a great way of putting it. We there's a lot more value in our schools than in our in our banks and in the places we put our money. And this is something I think that as we lament, as we think about this, there's a reason that schools are not secure the same way that banks are, the same way the airport is, the same way other places. It's because people didn't used to do this. It's because when you design a bank, you always design it around security and you have a vault. People have had bank vaults for as long as, you know, some form of keeping the money safe and locked up forever because people are robbing banks and they're robbing money. They do that. Uh you know, airports have had security for a long, long time. As soon as it became clear that somebody might do something terrible in that way, a lot you know, the Federal Reserve, as you mentioned, lots of government buildings. You know, we spend a lot of money doing that. The reason we have not done it in schools initially, the way we build schools, especially if you have an older school that's been around, is because these things didn't happen. It was unthinkable. Now they're happening all the time, and I think you're right. I think there are, there are other things that we need to do to prevent these things from happening. But our schools, they need to be secure the same way we secure every other place. And I think we have the money. We, we're, we're pouring billions and billions of dollars, for example, into homeless problems that um, aren't working. And the numbers say they're not working at all. That we're, and we know there are better ways to do it. We just, we just need to, to value recovery better. The interesting thing is, is if we paid more attention to our schools and our families, maybe we'd have less homeless people. The odds of being homeless if you graduate and you don't uh, mess around with drugs and other stuff are almost nothing. Anyway, lots of different ways to, to go there, but I think that's what one of the things that we're going to see is we're going to have to build up our schools, and it's sad. Maybe we just don't want to face it. Maybe we're not really doing it because we just don't want to face that we have to do that. 888-528-2557 is the number. Jamie from Los Angeles, welcome to Southern California Live. Hi. Hi, Jamie. Thanks for holding. Hi. Um, you know, I got a million things going through my head. I'm a yeah. teacher in LAUSD, and so I yeah. I think about these things all the time. And, uh, you know, lament is a, a big key because the way that we begin COVID. And I think that society idolizes feelings so much that, you know, if I think I'm this, then today I'm this. And I, if I think I'm that, then today, uh, tomorrow, uh, today I'm that. So um, I think one of the big identifiers, which obviously is widespread by now, is people that do not know how to manage their emotions. Mm. I teach kindergarten through first grade. And so I see kids, which obviously is developmentally appropriate for them not to be able to manage their emotions. I see them every day, and I see the same behaviors going year by year by year. Uh, school kids and young adults and older adults. I mean, I'm driving home. On the way home, I see a guy get out of his truck after he flips somebody off and goes scream at the guy behind him in traffic. And then a few miles down the road, I see some guy leaning over an overpass ready to jump. Mm-hmm. These are people that don't know how to cope. They, just, they have not lamented the tragedy in their life, and they don't know how to manage their emotions. They don't know where to go with their grief or their fear or their hatred or whatever it is. They don't know where to go with it. And I think if we identify these people that that are going to blow up, so to say, because they can't, they can't control their emotions, that's where we start. Regardless of whether they do something as horrific as, you know, shoot kids in a school 
they're going to do something that they shouldn't be doing. They're going to punch somebody. They're going to say something that's, you know, maybe a lot more mild, but it's still something that they need to learn to not do. Yeah. Jamie, how long have you been a teacher? Uh, 15 years. 15 years. In your time there, do you think this has always been the same or is it getting noticeably worse? I think the behavior has been getting noticeably worse. The, um, the amount of disrespect, the amount of uh, fear in the administration to deal with behaviors that are could very well eventually lead to some things like we saw yesterday, it's growing because, you know, in my particular school, it, there's a lot of sue-happy parents. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's really a fear that the school is going to get sued, the teacher is going to get sued if they do need to be done and they, they discipline a child. They talk to them about how you know, they're disappointed in their behavior. Kids, you know, we're told as teachers, don't ever say you're disappointed. I think kids need to know that some things are disappointing. Yep, I think and you're right about that. it changes them when they realize they disappoint people. Yep. Um, that's an interesting, uh, interesting insight there as, as a teacher. Let me ask you this, and I, I think that's, you're definitely right about this as a teacher and maybe you and your fellow teachers, how are you doing? Like just personally, honestly, I, it's really hard because I'm like, I'm on the defensive. I'm going home last night and I'm thinking, what would I do if someone came in my room? I only have one door out. I would Mm. probably fling chairs at them and run up and bear hug them and scream at my students to run out the door and hope he shot enough into me that, you know, my kids are going to get out. I, I told my husband when I got home, you know, if this happens at my school, I'll be the dead teacher, just so you know. Like, yeah. these are things that, you know, statistically it's probably not going to happen at my school, but it's still a fear. It's still something that could happen at my school. Yeah, Jamie, I think that you just expressed what a lot of teachers are feeling, that you love those kids that you're teaching, and uh, that's the position that uh, you might find yourself in if something like that were to happen. And I think we, we've got to pray for the teachers in this across our country, the teachers at that school. You know, I, I think, um, you know, Jamie, you mentioned that, uh, you know, you're in a tough place as a teacher because you've got, you, you mentioned a few different things. Obviously, that response, you, you talked about parents who are so happy. Uh, and you talked about an administration that doesn't want you to say you're disappointed in the kids. Um, that, you know, to me, what I hear from a lot of teachers is that they just feel very, very trapped. Uh, is that a way that you feel? You've been doing this 15 years. Is How can we pray for you? Maybe that's where I'm getting. Pray for you and your fellow teachers. Um, honestly, it's hard to find the words. It's hard to, like, as a as a believer, as a person, I'm looking at, like, how do I pray for these people? And I feel like I get two or three words, and, I it, like, there's no words. I'm like, I just want to cry. Like, I want to go and fly to Texas and hug everybody. Yeah. Um, I think really being able to, in, like, an emotional sense, how, how do we comfort children who are hearing things they don't really see, but they kind of hear in the news or they hear someone talking about it? Um, that would be a good, like, just wisdom. We need wisdom in how to address this with students, but we also need um, wisdom and self-control as teachers to not overreact in our own humanness and still realize that we're the adults and we have to take control if something like this were to happen. So the ability to just really go, okay, it's my time. I need to, you know, I need to do what I need to do as a teacher or what I, you know, not that I got hired to 
you know, quote, cares that a person right. coming in to harm children, but wisdom and wisdom and just the right words to say to the kids and control our own behaviors and kind of just figure out the practicality of what we would need to do. Yeah. Hey, uh, Jamie, well, I've got you here. I'm going to take a break in a minute, but uh, can I pray for you? And then I want to pray for teachers in general and the teachers who are in Texas at this school. And then we're going to take a break. Yeah, of course. Is that right? Yeah. Um, God, uh, I thank you for Jamie and her call and for her thoughtfulness in all of this, for her understanding. I thank you for her faith and taking it to her workplace where teachers are getting hit from all different kinds of angles. And there are so many teachers who aren't part of political agendas or other agendas. They're just wanting to teach the kids. And I pray for them, Lord, as they grieve, as they they do the unthinkable to make plans for what to do if something like this were to happen in their school. I pray for Jamie that you would particularly protect her, that she would uh, be comforted and uh, that you would give her the wisdom that she is seeking. And I pray for the teachers who are in Texas at that school at Rob Elementary, I, I can't even imagine the grief that they are going through. And uh, Lord, I pray that they would seek you, that they would lament, that if they know you, that they would find a way to do that. I pray for the church who is sharing with them, the people who are there ministering to them. I pray for all the people involved today. It's just an unthinkable thing. As we lament everywhere in our country today, this event, God, I pray that it does something that it causes us to move forward in a way that is useful. God, give us wisdom in all of these discussions. Thank you for our teachers and the sacrifice they make. I pray that they are empowered uh, to do more, to teach our kids, to instruct our kids in the ways that are right. Help us to get back to that, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Jamie, thank you for your call. Appreciate it very much. All right, this is Southern California Live. We're talking about lament. When we get back, we will continue that conversation. And if you've got things on your mind, questions that might be on your mind, things that you've been thinking about because of this shooting today, give me a call, 888-528-2557 is the number, 888-528-2557. This is Southern California Live. I'm Scott Furrow, your host. I'll be right back with you. Stay tuned. Welcome back to Southern California Live. Good to be with you. I'm Scott Furrow, your host. It is good to be with you, and we need to be with each other today. We need to be with our kids. We need to be with one another. Even if you don't have kids or if your kids are grown, you never had kids, you were a kid once, and you've got, you remember those days. You know, you remember, you probably don't remember worrying about stuff like this. I never worried about it. I can't even imagine, you know, all of this. 888-528-2557 is the number. And uh, we're lamenting today a couple of things about lament. You know, it's a biblical discipline. I want to keep emphasizing that because we've got to do it. It's where the solution comes from. That's why it's in the Bible. It's why it is so prevalent in the Bible. One of the things that you can do right now, room for, you got to have room for sadness. It's okay to be sad today. It is okay you got to have room for questions we may not be able to answer. Some we can. Sometimes the answers are just not helpful today, but they're good answers. you got to have room for grace. Can you practice that today? There's so much uh, partisanship that floats. There's politics, okay? There's a difference between 
politics and partisanship. I think we usually, when we say, oh, it's just a bunch of politics, we kind of mean partisanship, right? We think when we say that, what we're really saying is you're not doing this to find a solution. You're doing this just to help your side, right? And there's a, there's a difference. You need the politics. You need to have really good debate about an issue, and hopefully it leads us to find an answer. Um, the part of in, in lament when you're doing that, sometimes you just need to have grace to disagree with somebody and not say anything at that moment. Sometimes people are saying things emotionally. Um, and later on, if they're being more partisan, you know, you can deal with that later. So a friend of mine taught me this principle. He calls it the you can be right later principle. And he said, you know, if you're in a, an emotional conversation with somebody or situation and you know that you're right or you think you're right about whatever your position is and somebody else is just really emotional and it's, you know, escalating and this can be true in a marriage relationship. It could be true with your kids, true at work you know, wherever you're at. Sometimes it's better to just keep your mouth shut and let that person be emotional and work it out because his his theory, and I think this helps, and it's part of lament, is you can be right later, meaning that if you are right, when things cool down, the facts will be on your side or that person will come around to your way of thinking and their way of processing it is just to be emotional about it in a certain way that might be different than yours, and it's fine. You want to you want to work towards solution whenever you have uh, a disagreement with somebody. You know, good relationships will have arguments and disagreements, even will get emotional, but they will drive through it to find solution. You know, bad relationships just want to win, regardless of whether they're right or wrong, okay? Good relationships and good politics is that you want to fight for what is actually better and actually works, not just your side winning. Uh, And part of lament is being able to just be quiet and give people some grace, the people you disagree with, the people who have a different opinion than you about gun control, a different opinion than you about where this evil comes from or what we should do. Um, you think about it. See, and you can be right later. You have to speak up about it later. There's a there's a time that's coming. You might have seen, and we played the clips in the last hour of uh, Beto O'Rourke and the governor of Texas, uh, Greg Abbott, and Beto showed up at a press conference that Abbott was having, started shouting at him, and it was pretty emotional. And there's going to be a lot of debate about whether that was a good thing or not for him to do. He could have just waited a few days, or he could have had his own press conference and say, with respect, I disagree with everything the governor says. There, there are ways to do it. Part of lament is it gives you time to think about what the best way is. Maybe you think about it and you go, no, I should go confront this person. It gives you time. And in, in our time right now, it matters to, to think about it and to focus on God. God's the answer. Jesus is the answer. That's where our, our eyes should be. And when we lament, we have to do this. We have to put our hope in God. Uh, you know, I hope our government, if there is something our government can actually do, I hope they do it. If there are things that I think more likely the church can do, I hope that we do it. And I hope that things get better, but things may not. We might be in just a downturn that we're not going to get out of, and we're going to, like Jeremiah, in the book of Lamentations, lament. And yet in the middle, the middle of that book, he says, great is thy faithfulness. And he praises the Lord and what somebody made in one of the greatest hymns ever. And that's what lament is. Psalm 42, you've probably heard, as the deer pants for the streams of water, so my soul pants for you, my God. We sing this song. 
the issue of a, a deer panting for the water, it means the deer's about to die. I'm not sure that that's what we mean when we sing. Do you still sing that song? That's an old song. I used to have this really young worship leader, and he knew seven songs. That's all he knew. And six of them were current contemporary stuff. But then he would sing this as the deer, and I would say, where did you learn that song? That song was sung and done before you were born. You know, I just like it. Um, but I think we may not realize how much grief is actually in that psalm. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. Where can I go and meet with God? My tears have been my food day and night while people say to me all day long, where is your God? Aren't people saying that to us now? Where is your God? These things I remember as I pour out my soul, how I used to go into the house of God under the protection of the mighty one with shouts of joy and praise among the festive throng. Why, my soul, are you downcast? Why so disturbed within me? And then here's the answer. Put your hope in God, for I will praise him, my Savior and my God. When you're lamenting, it forces you to ask the questions about where you're at. You'll remember the times of worshiping God, the times that are better, and you'll remember to put your hope in God. That's what we want to do today as we lament. If you've got questions, if you want to share your lament, if you just share what's on your mind about what happened in Texas yesterday, give me a call. 888-528-2557. I'm Scott Furrow. This is Southern California Live. The number, if you want to join the conversation, is 888-528-2557. You can also send me an email, SoCalLive at KKLA.com, SoCalLive at KKLA.com. Ralph from Pasadena, welcome to Southern California Live. Yes, hi. Yeah. Uh, first of all, my prayers with all the parents who lost their little ones. Uh, mm. Yeah, I don't have to say this, but these kids—they have too many, too much time. I believe in their hands, and they don't know what to do with it. Uh, I was thinking there are facilities that some people—they don't like their little babies; they just give it away. There should be some facilities open for somebody really in uh, anger or has some problems, just walk in that room and express himself. We cannot go after every sick people and find them and cure them, but if you leave some door open uh, so they can come to you, I don't know if this is a solution or not, but taking guns away or securing the schools, maybe that minimizes it, but uh, we have to leave some doors open for day one, really uh, seeking for some uh, uh, something for to cure themselves or help themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Ralph, I think you're right, Ralph. There's there's a lot more that we need to be able to do. And uh, Ralph, thank you for your call. Number is 888-528-2557 if you want to join the conversation, 888-528-2557. You know, as we lament this, one of the things that as a culture we've got to lament is that we know, we know something. We know that our kids have been getting more and more distant relationally from each other and from their own parents. This was accelerated through the COVID. Um, but we have been, we've been dealing with these shootings since before then. We just maybe just gotten back to where we were before, unfortunately. Um, the studies of, and I'm a parent and I'll tell you what I get the I get the temptation to say here's the iPad leave me alone so I can get my work done. Here go ahead play this video game for 6 hours on Saturday. 
I get the temptation. But what we are teaching our kids to do, and also what we're doing as adults, not just the kids. How many of us as adults are just staring at our phones or screens all the time? You know, this didn't used to happen. It wasn't available, right? You couldn't do it. It's so interesting how life has changed. In the last segment, we had a caller, a teacher, who talked about how she is not allowed in the schools to say to a kid, I'm disappointed in you. Um, you know, when I was a kid, <laughs> teachers, teachers could show their disgust at you if you were terrible at something. And it felt terrible to get that. But you also knew that part of it was they weren't being mean. It didn't feel good. They weren't being mean. But they were saying, you can do so much better than what you did on this math test or how maybe you treated somebody. How many of you are old enough to, and if you're young, maybe this will horrify you, but when I was maybe up until about 10 years old, we could still get SWATs, spankings in school from teachers or administrators. Did you know that? I could. We had, we had two paddles in our school, and they were made out of wood. One paddle was solid wood. The other paddle had holes in it. And you learned something. You learned that you want the one that's solid wood because you think to yourself, well, the one with holes in it is lighter, uh, probably won't hurt as bad, but the one with holes in it doesn't have any wind resistance. You used to get smacked in the behind. And we did. Happened to me maybe twice. Okay, not a lot, um, but it happened. And I'm not saying we need to bring back the paddles. They got rid of the paddles. It might have been a bad idea, but that's how far we've come, right? We've come from a place where your parents, my parents, signed off to the school. Hey, if my kid is disobedient, if they are rude, if they are destructive, you didn't get that swatting you know, for bad grades or something, but if you did something that was morally not okay, well, you were going to get in real trouble, the same kind of trouble you'd get at home. Some kids would get another spanking when they got home. Uh, now we're at a place where the teacher is not able to say, hey, I'm disappointed. You, I really felt like you could do better. You know, that pendulum has really swung, hasn't it? Right? Something else to lament. I'm not saying we need to go back to, uh, to Mr. Paragoy's uh, paddle from back in the day. I don't know if I should mention his name. He's a friend of mine, though. Um, it's funny. Are you friends with your teachers when you were little and you found out that they're only like two years older than you? That's weird. I always thought he was like 50 years old when I was in the fifth grade, but turns out he was like only in the eighth grade. Uh, not really, but he might've been 20 or 21. He was young. Um, things have really changed something else to lament. So where do we go from here? When you lament and you can be right letter later, you take the time to think about it and let God speak to your heart, to let God really move you to a place where you can step out of lament and that phase, which we'll be in in a few days, and do something. So, see, the danger is that in a few days we'll probably forget, right? In a few days there'll be another news story. This will go off the page, and the the uh, People who are involved will be heavily involved the rest of their life, but most of the country will go on to the next thing. We can't do that. We have got to stay engaged. Part of lament is you you seek the Lord and you make a plan. This is not just for this issue. This is for issues in your life. You, a relationship goes bad or you have a bad event or you lose your job or you have some kind of loss or a sickness. You lament that. You take the time to do it. You reach out to God and you be with each other, but then you make a plan and you move forward in a way that is truthful, in a way that is productive and effective, and you give God the glory for it. 
for churches, I hope that we spend some time, believers, lamenting these today and tomorrow. Just give us some time to do that. And then we can get into the politics of the guns and the politics of the laws and, and see what, what comes of it. Maybe there are solutions that nobody's thought of. Maybe there are things that we can do. Number is 888-528-2557. When I get back from the break, I will get to your calls. I see you there on hold. Just stay with me through the break, and I'll get to your calls as soon as we get back. I'm Scott Furrow. This is Southern California Live, 888-528-2557. We'll be right back. Welcome back, everybody, to Southern California Live. Scott Furrow with you, your host. Number is 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. Pastor Rick Warren of Saddleback tweeted out earlier today, last night I think actually, he says, as a parent who lost one of my children to gun violence, I beg you to pray for the grieving parents of uh, Uvalde. He says, you'll quickly forget this horror and move on, but they will have to carry this grief the rest of their lives. Don't forget them. Boy, isn't that true? He tweeted right before that. He said, brokenhearted while caring for the brokenhearted. That's something that we have to do as believers, is that sometimes we got to care for brokenhearted people while we are also brokenhearted. We're called to do that. The reason we can do that is because we've got hope in Jesus, because our joy comes from the Lord and not from our circumstances. Our joy comes from the fact that we are saved, that all of this evil, everything that is wrong, whether we can explain it or not, it will be ultimately gone. Jesus will wipe it out. And for those who believe in Jesus, for those whose name is written in the book of life, one of my favorite passages in the book of Revelation is that God is going to wipe away your tears. The image of a father, a good father, grabbing your head like you do as a parent, and then with your thumbs pushing away the tears that your kid's crying. That's God. That's God to you. That's what we have to look forward to. And as brokenhearted as we are, let's care for the brokenhearted. We're lamenting today. We'll talk more later about more, maybe some solutions as they come up. Let's not forget. Let me get to the uh, your calls here, 888-528-2557. Rick from San Fernando. Hi, Rick. Hi, Rick. Go ahead and turn your radio down. Yeah. Uh, can you hear me? Yeah. Okay, well, first of all, I want to, I'll send my prayers out to all the family members that, that were affected by this person's actions. Um, yeah. But um, you, you know, it's like it's, it's a trip because I'm here sitting back listening to the news and and they keep talking about how this uh, tranny terrorist was uh, was uh, a victim of bullying and all. You know what? Uh, uh, come on, you know they're they're missing the fact that that uh, um, if my if I came home, I seen my son on top of the roof with a uh, with a towel wrapped around his neck, trying to jump off the roof, talking about he was Superman, and I kept catching him. I mean, that would automatically tell me something's wrong with his brain, you know. Uh-huh. Um, and 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 I, and I just got off watching the Instagram of this person, uh, uh, the shooter's uh, uh, um, Instagram. He's dressed up like a girl and all this, and you know what? It, it, it's really uh, uh, the church's fault. Do you, what would the church have done? What do you think the church can do here to prevent you, you these things? You, you All right. You tell us, uh, how how can we go against them trying to push these uh, uh, one more one uh, uh, more than one uh, agenda in our schools? You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I mean, this kid was probably 
told over and over that it's okay for him to be a girl if he was born a boy. And and, and, and and here we are, we just sit back and, and, and we're not fighting for our kids and, and our kids are getting, their brains are getting polluted and don't know which way to go, left or right, where they're coming or going, you know. And, and it's our fault because we're, we're comfortable at church and getting spiritually pregnant and not willing to go out there and protest or, or, or do whatever we got to do as far as the, um, in, in the right way, right? You know, vote some of the legislators out of office, get rid of some of these clowns that, that are trying to push these agendas against uh-huh. our kids, you know, because uh, uh, it, it's not right. You know, we yeah. can't just sit back and do nothing. And it's not about the guns because guns don't kill people. People kill people, you know. <laughs> and back then when I was growing up, there was always school shootings. It's just that the agenda for the people that were in, 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 in office, their agenda wasn't about shootings. It was about um, drugs, uh, locking everybody up that, that got caught with anything that nowadays it's okay to get caught with. You know, now their agenda mm-hmm. is they're coming after their Second Amendment rights, you know, and people are just going to just sit back and not do nothing. Oh, well, it's, 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 it's better to <clears> go. <throat> it's going to get worse. Yeah. Because all right, Rick. Look at all these I, countries I want to get to my other I, I want to get to my other calls. And I, I understand your point. There's a lot going on. And, you know, there's there's some things that we need to, I think, as we lament we do need to lament the fact that the church is, is very often out of the civic square, meaning that our voice is, is pretty absent, or when it's there, it's not very reasonable, right? Sometimes our voice in the civic square is um, the loudest voice is going to get the attention on the media because it sells time, and, and the media likes to pick uh, the craziest person, particularly if it's against the uh, media na- narrative. Um, maybe part of our lament is we need to do better, and we, we talked about this, uh, this shooter, you know, for sure you have to lay blame, uh, you know, on the individual, but I think you also have to say, how did he get to that point? And when you get to the issues of, you know, the parts that we don't want to talk about as a culture about the transgender movement and some other stuff is maybe, uh, not maybe, but the, the, uh, cause I think this is in fact, most of the time there's often family issues that are behind that that there's a pathology that we don't want to say is there because it, it suggests that maybe something is wrong and we don't want to say that anymore. But uh, Kinthia sends me an email. You can email me at the show at SoCalLive at KKLA.com. And she says the Bible repeats and commands to look after widows and orphans, yet too many young men and orphans who are bullied, abused, or struggle otherwise fall through the cracks. Uh, some of the stories, and, and these things might change in time, but the Washington Post is reporting that he was bullied and he had a stutter and a lisp, uh, lots of things. And I don't think we should look at that as an excuse for what he did. You, you can't do that. But we also, I think, need to be aware that when kids are, are bullied and pushed, we see this online a lot. You know, we're seeing kids getting bullied into suicides and bullied into other things um, this often is what is a part of kids at very young ages getting into gangs and other stuff. A lot of social pressure, either to behave a certain way or else you won't be liked. Um, and if you don't have the family engaged, if there isn't another place for family, kids are going to find it somewhere else. And they're going to find it in conspiracy theories or they're going to find it in in whatever the trend is, like the the gender change trend, perhaps, if maybe that's what he was into. We don't really know what his motives are, I think, or even if that story is necessarily true. But as we as we lament, 
um, how we are interacting with troubled kids, how they get to that place in the first place. We've got to be asking that question. Uh, let me try to get to your calls here. Just a couple more people. Um, Elias from Van Nuys. Welcome to Southern California Live. Just a few seconds here, Elias, about lamenting. Yes, I'm here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, you know, there's just a lot going on. Um, it seems like there's always, there's always something happening and, and especially in in my life, it's kind of, I'm struggling mm-hmm. right now with the passing of my brother unexpectedly on the, on May 4th. Oh, I'm sorry to know? hear that. And, and, and I got, and I just got married on May 13th. So my life has just kind of been, uh, wow. you know, just kind of crazy yeah. of trying to have a celebratory moment of, of getting married and stuff and then having that happened right before and trying to cope with all that. And then, yeah. you know, you have this tragedy in Texas and, you know, I just have seen my mom go through losing a 33, 34 year old son. And I can just imagine the, the mothers and fathers of like adults, yeah. like kids, like, like young kids, you know, and the heartbreak. As I go through it, being thirty-three, it's it's just hard to lose a brother. But you know, for he had a daughter, and I I can it just kind of you just hold on to the hope that you have and and the grace you have, and and not let it lose. Don't lose yourself in that, and you know that's kind of what I'm going through right now. And yeah, it's just you know, there. Elias, I'm coming up on a hard. Elias, I'm coming up on a hard break, and I hate to cut you off. I know you're going through uh, this pain. If I can just encourage you, all right, um, to take time to lament over your brother, to really take time and and carve it out. Give yourself a couple of days. Tell your new wife, hey, we gotta we got to lament. You're probably going to have a, a funeral if you didn't already. Make sure that you do that. The book of Ecclesiastes tells us, Chapter three, there's a time to weep and a time to laugh, a time to mourn and a time to dance. You got both your balance in right now, uh, Elias. Uh, make sure that you deliberately take time to mourn and weep, but also that you take time then to laugh and to dance. It's part of the process. It's spiritually right to do both. So do both before the Lord. I, I'm out of time, folks. I see your other calls. I know this is an important subject. You can email me your thoughts if you'd like at SoCalLive at KKLA.com, SoCalLive at KKLA.com. I thank you for calling. And thank you, everybody, for joining us today. I know it's a hard day, but take the time to lament and then praise the Lord and trust the Lord. I'm Scott Furrow. This is Southern California Live. See you tomorrow.